Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. All right, guys, first of all, thank you ever so much for pressing that play button. It means so, so much that you are spending this 30 minutes listening to what we are going to talk about. And today, we're going to challenge the issue of leverage. We are going to talk about personal finance. We're going to talk about investing, gaining leverage throughout the entire spectrum of your life. And with me today, I'm so, so honored to welcome to the show a businessman who has just absolutely dominated his own niche and actually is extending his reach into things like podcasting and various other content creation networks. So with me on this episode is Mr. Jason Hartman. Welcome, sir. Hey, Mark. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's a real pleasure. It really is. And I, 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 I've been looking through, obviously, we've spoken in the past and looking at everything you do and wow, what a fantastic, fantastic portfolio. I don't know how you sleep, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, actually there's an app for that, <laughs> so so maybe we'll talk about that in the third section of leverage uh, today as we talk about the the three main areas in which we all need to focus and leverage our lives to you know to do more, to be more, to have more, and uh, and and just live extraordinary lives. Absolutely, and what a fantastic, fantastic episode it's going to be. I've got absolutely no doubt about that, and guys. The tips that Jason is going to share with you guys today are much more in-depth than normal. Normally, we frame the issue and then we deliver action towards the end. But what we're going to do today is actually talk very much in-depth about three specific areas. So the tips are extremely in-depth today, which is superb value. And before we dive into that, Jason, I'd just like to, for the listeners, just put into context the conversation. So let's talk about what you do. What is, what is your business and what is your network? What is it you actually do? Yeah, great question and a little bit tough to answer. I actually have 18 different companies and um, I, I got my start in real estate uh, at the ripe old age of 16 years old uh, after growing up uh, kind of on the poor side in, in the Los Angeles, California area. I, uh, I saw an infomercial for a real estate guru, got his book, read three chapters, put it down. My mom read the rest. Two years later, I'm about to graduate from high school. I'm 18 years old. And my mom says, you know, Jason, you got me interested in this real estate investing stuff. There's a big seminar this weekend. Why don't you go? I rounded up nine of my buddies from high school because you can't do anything alone at that age. <laughs> I, I got them to go to the seminar with me. You know, it was a full weekend seminar. And uh, and then I um, that, that really got me launched into the real estate business. And I, I started uh, my first year of college. I started selling real estate part time as a real estate agent in uh, Anaheim, California, right by Disneyland. And uh, and then I started investing. So, yeah, you know, I guess uh, kind of three main areas in which I focus. I, I'm a I'm a, a real estate investor, and I help people invest in real estate all over the United States. So uh, we have a, a big audience of. Uh, you know, thousands and thousands of, of customers uh, worldwide that want to buy U.S. real estate. And so that's my real estate company. And then 
the that got me into the world of podcasting about uh, I guess it was about eight nine years ago now and um, and so uh, I have another company the Hartman Media Company that uh, publishes nineteen different podcast shows on a variety of topics but the, the the main focus of those shows is 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 sort of centered mostly around personal finance and investing and economics. Wow, I mean that is such a, a diverse. I- from real estate to podcasting, let's just talk about that for one second. How did podcasting come about then? Was that, uh, was it a natural progression? Yeah, you know, great question. Basically, um, I had a, a traditional real estate company in Irvine, California. And it, back in 2005, uh, I sold that company to Coldwell Banker. And I had a non-compete clause saying that, you know, I couldn't do anything in real estate locally. And I had a big check in my hand after selling the company. So I wanted to invest in in the asset class that has uh, created a lot of wealth for me over the years. But this time I didn't want to make what I kind of considered to be a mistake before, even though I did make a lot of money investing in real estate over the years. I, I wanted to take the most historically proven asset class income property, but diversify geographically because there's an old saying in real estate that all real estate is local. And in the United States, there's no such thing as a national housing market. There are really about 400 local real estate markets. So I wanted to diversify my investments all across the country. And uh, I couldn't really find any way to do this easily. I couldn't find any company that was doing a good job at this. So I had to start one myself, being the entrepreneurial uh, addict that I am. (laughs) You know, I had to start a company just to serve my own needs. And I've actually done that a few times uh, throughout my career. And, um, And with that company, I started to advertise it on the radio. And we were spending about a quarter of a million dollars per year on radio advertising. And then I also started doing a weekly radio show on a Southern California uh, radio station called KRLA. And you know, that show mark was okay. I mean, I, I can't say it was anything great. It didn't revolutionize my business. And then I was listening to a, a fellow podcaster that we all may know. His name is Leo Laporte. And I remember I was driving around Newport Beach on Saturday afternoon. And, so, you know, there are these aha moments in our lives, right? And, and you know, we usually have many of them. And, and we'll usually remember them because they're, uh, they're very telling. And, uh, and so someone called into Leo Laporte's show. He's known as the tech guy and teaches people about technology. And he's a big podcaster, by the way. And, uh, and, and someone called in and they asked about podcasting. And I, I thought, podcasting, what is that? Now, this must have been 2005, probably, that that, I, that, that happened, right? That I listened to this call in. And, um, and, and, and so I got really interested in this whole idea. I thought, you know, one of the problems with advertising on the radio or in magazines, which we did all of that stuff, is that, you know, you you really can't teach people something on any kind of a deep level. You you can't really get them into the whole philosophy. Uh, You can't make them understand it very well. And I was really craving a long form method to teach people about real estate investing and podcasting was the perfect fit. So I started a podcast and, um, 
the rest, as they say, my friend, is history. <laughs> <laughs> so you were there for the golden age of podcasting then, winning the uh, Silver know, Age. It, it was early. I was, I, was, I was one of the early people. And uh, I, I look around nowadays and, um, you know, I, I, all of the tools and, and techniques that podcasters are using nowadays, it's really advanced. I mean, it's, it's amazing because back then we pretty much had like feed burner wordpress and itunes that was that was about the whole toolbox <laughs> wow it's amazing how things yeah. move on we were just yeah. talking about that in the web industry yeah. earlier today no, but uh, no no question and i'm really excited about your new product that you're launching uh you know podcast websites i can't wait until uh, until that starts because i've already signed up and I'm, I'm looking forward to using it myself well thank you sam we've chatted about that but we've, uh, we've had a good show on that over on one of your uh, network shows and yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting times, if not slightly tiring, but that's what we all live for, isn't it? <laughs> no question about it. So let's talk leverage then. Let's talk, we've got three very specific areas of getting leverage on your entire life, haven't we? So what's the first area of leverage that you actually want to talk about, Jason? Yeah, so first of all, just so the listeners can make, hopefully relate to this idea, you know, I think that with anything we want to do or achieve in life, the, the fastest road to it, uh, the way to, if you will, hack the system is to gain leverage. Um, Archimedes many years ago said, uh, famously, he said, give me a lever long enough and I will move the entire world. And, and this is the concept of leverage. You know, we have a fulcrum, we have a lever. And, uh, you know, if you look at a jack that jacks up a car, you know, it, it uses hydraulics, but it also uses to some extent leverage. Okay. Um, anything we want to do that we want to do quickly, that we want to get bigger results, we need to use leverage. Leverage is a critical component. And so I've identified three primary areas of anybody's life that it, it can really expand their life and enhance their life if they gain leverage on these three areas. Number one is their profession and their business. So if they're, an, if they're a professional, uh, you know, and they're, and they're working inside a company or they're uh, selling time for money as a, a professional like a lawyer or a doctor or, uh, you know, anybody like that would, would be doing or accountant or whatever whatever it might be, um, they need to gain leverage. Uh, entrepreneurs, however, have the biggest leverage opportunities, and we'll certainly talk about that. So gaining leverage over our career, our professional life, and our business, very, very important. The number two area is gaining leverage over our personal finances, our investments. And of course, my favorite area for that is income property because it offers the greatest leverage opportunities. Uh, it is the most leverage-friendly asset in the entire world, I would say. And then the third area is the area of our biology, you know, our physical being. Our physical being is, is very important. Uh, John Denver, uh, the, uh, the late uh, singer-songwriter John Denver, he, um, he has this great lyric in one of his songs. He says, um, he says, my body is merely the shell of my soul, but the flesh must be given its due. So we've got to gain leverage over our biology, our, our psyche and our soma, our mind and our body, so that we can think more effectively, we can improve our cognitive function, and we can improve our physical function so we, that we can live a long, happy, healthy life. And, uh, the thing is as well, what I find really interesting about all of that is that we tend to focus 
on one of those three at any given time, don't we? It's very difficult to actually put a focus on all of those three at once without being very conscious of it. And is that is that something that you found throughout your journey? Did did you come to the realization of leverage as such a power tool because you found yourself focusing on one element and actually neglecting another, or was it quite holistic for you from day one? Oh no, I've definitely neglected areas at certain times <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, so um, you know, when, when you know, we we all know the story of the very successful business person who dies young of a heart attack or uh, diabetes or an obesity-related thing, right? And uh, you know, that's because they weren't paying attention to that other area, that area of our our mind and our body. And you know, I, I should also stress that when we look at leverage over our biology, our mind and our body. It's not purely about, uh, you know, the ability to think and the ability to do physical things, but it's all, it also contains our emotions and the quality of our relational life and, and so forth. So, you know, that, that's a whole area in and of itself, obviously. And, and then on the other hand, you know, we, we might look at the person who, uh, you know, has great relationships or they're in great physical shape, but they're neglecting their finances. And, you know, that every, every month it's a struggle to pay the rent or the mortgage. And, you know, that's that's not good either. We've we've got to be hitting on all three cylinders, if you will, so that uh, everything works together at the same time. And I want to make a distinction too between the the first two leverage points: the the business and professional life, that leverage area, and the personal finance side. See, our business or our profession is what we use to create our income, but our investments and our personal financial life. Uh, that's what we use to perpetuate and grow our wealth so that we can get to the point where we move from active to passive income. And, uh, and that's so critically important because, you know, I, I've seen many people, and I'm sure you have too, Mark, uh, that, are, that are making a great income from their profession or their business. And that's great. But if, if they're not paying attention to their, their tax planning, they're not paying attention to their investments, those investments can produce a lot of leverage so that we're not always in the position of being dependent, number one, on, on just one area of our life, our business or our profession, but number two, so that we don't have to actively be engaged in something forever. We've got something that, you know, we can put uh, to some extent on autopilot where it's just working in the background for us and, um, and other people through their business and profession are basically creating wealth for us by, for example, renting our real estate from us. It's so vital that, isn't it? I mean, to actually enjoy the life that we create for ourselves, that passive income is so, so important, so vital to that. And just to draw it back right to, to the business side of things, then, I just want to dig into to the getting the leverage on your business, the kind of, you know, tip number one side of things. What can people do to start thinking about this and what steps can they really take to start understanding and gaining the leverage on their business? Well, as I said, with uh, with the number two area, right, the the investments, the I think income property offers the most leverage. It's the most leverage friendly asset class for investing in business and in our professional lives. The most leverage friendly areas are becoming a thought leader uh, using Internet marketing. And, you know, that includes podcasting. I, I think those are, you know, really the areas that are the most leverage friendly areas. So, 
you know, in, instead of just doing your job or instead of just running your business, think about what you know and how you can take what you know and help other people and, and teach that to other people and, and develop more credibility for yourself uh, instead of just being a, a successful business person or a su- successful professional or a successful entrepreneur working inside of a company. Think about m- expanding that. Uh, and, and, and getting leverage on it so that you can impact more people. And that's the idea of becoming a thought leader. And there are many ways to do that, obviously, which we can talk about. Uh, but, but the basic philosophy is thought leadership. I love that. And I think it's so important. And it's actually, it's becoming much more common. I think many more people are actually starting to take this seriously. I think the people that understand that leverage and the, the, the kind of idea that being a thought leader can really put you in the places that you want to be. The people that really get that have been doing that with great success for a long time, but it is cascading to people that would have never originally thought about it. And I'm, I'm certainly personally seeing that through, you know, people that are now starting to listen to podcasts, you know, whether it's yeah. because they know, they may know someone like myself who they're just a friend of, so they listen to my show and then suddenly this world of podcasting explodes and they have so much knowledge on a subject that they consistently never use. And now they're packaging it up, becoming a thought leader and things are happening for them. So is that something that applies across the board? Can anyone in nigh on any industry get involved in that kind of thought process? Uh, You know, I think so. I I have yet to, uh, you know, maybe I can be stumped with this. I'm not sure, but you know, we live in the information age. Okay, and information can be incredibly powerful, as uh, as Alvin Toffler and his wife Heidi Toffler talked about in the book Power Shift. There were really three throughout history. There were really three forms of power, you know, throughout the years. The the first form was the ability to inflict violence, and it was physical strength. It was, of course, very barbaric, right? Uh, and, um, and, and you know, if you could control people and resources uh, through, through violence and through fear and, uh, and physical prowess, uh, you know, you could become wealthy and powerful, right? And, uh, and, and that's a very, uh, very low-grade form of power, okay? Uh, and then the next form, as we saw with the, uh, you know, the industrial age, uh, we saw the power of capital, the power of money, and, uh, and how that could, uh, you know, uh, you, you create more leverage, and it could, it could do things and create power and success in life, and, and uh, you know, the big monopolies that we used to have, and, and how they were broken up, and, uh, and the, uh, you know, the Carnegie and the Rockefellers and the Mellons and all of those uh, industrial giants, uh, the power of capital. And then the third and the highest grade form of power is the one that we're all really living in today. It's information. And the great thing about information is that it can be used by multiple people at the same time. So if you share something on your show, Mark, with your listeners, and and you share that idea with them, you don't lose anything. You know, you can give it away, yet it doesn't cost you anything to give it away. I mean, isn't that awesome? You know, that's the power of information. It's a very high-grade kind of clean form of of power, if you will. And, uh, And so we live in the information age. And as such, everybody knows something. 
everybody knows things and has very specific. We also live in a, a very, very, uh, you know, technical and specialized economy nowadays where all of these very specialized functions, you know, people have little niche interest and, and niche, uh, you know, uh, knowledge about them. And the great thing about podcasting, and it harkens back to Chris Anderson's book, The Long Tail. Chris Anderson is one of my favorite authors, uh, the editor of Wired Magazine, the owner of the TED Conferences, and uh, and a few other companies too, a, a, a fantastic uh, company that uh, makes um, drone uh, airplanes and helicopters, and uh, he just does some really cool stuff. And, um, and the, the book is called The Long Tail. And the concept of The Long Tail is, you know, People can go online now and find out exactly what they want in a very small, niche, specific field. And so that's one thing I would say, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of podcasters that listen to your show. Uh, you know, I think podcasters, uh, some of them are focusing way too much on big numbers. They're trying to, you know, when will my show get, you know, big downloads? And you don't have to get big downloads nowadays. All you have to do is have a tribe, like Seth Godin talks about in his book, Tribes, you know, have a tribe of 500 or maybe 1,000 people. You can, you can make a fortune with that tribe. It doesn't have to be big. It just has to be loyal. Uh, it has to be a tribe that trusts you, uh, that you're providing good content to. And it doesn't have to be just through a podcast. It could be through a blog. You know, there are many ways to do this, obviously. Uh, but, um, but you know, I, I personally favor podcasting, as um, as you probably do, too. Uh, and, uh, and, and so there, there are very powerful opportunities for us nowadays uh, to get the word out about things that we've never had in the history of humanity. In the past, I had James Altucher on my show a while ago, and, uh, you know, we, uh, we talked about it, and I've talked about it before, but in the past, you know, if you had an idea, if you wanted to be a thought leader, you need to be chosen. You need to be chosen by a, a television executive or a, a, a book publisher or a literary agent or, a, a, you know, a gatekeeper of some sort and maybe at a radio station uh, to, to get your thoughts out there. Now you go direct to the consumer. You, nobody chooses you, you know, and, and this is good and bad in some ways because there's a lot of junky content out there too. But, uh, you know, let the marketplace choose you. It's the ultimate democracy. I remember when I wrote my first book back in 1999, uh, it was about personal branding. It's called Become the Brand of Choice. And, uh, you know, it's basically about relationship marketing and branding oneself. And I remember uh, it was midnight one night. I lived in Newport Coast, California at the time. I, I went online and I went to Amazon.com. And in about seven minutes, my book was exposed to the entire world of Amazon customers. I, I mean, never before in history could you do that. You know, you, you always had a gatekeeper. There's no gatekeeper anymore. If you're not taking advantage of this, folks, you're missing out because you can get your ideas to a public quickly and easily and for almost zero cost. And it's an amazing is, time to be alive. It that's really the is. power. It really is. And I, I totally agree with that. And, and the people that embrace it, you know, and, and getting that leverage on your business through putting out there what you take for granted. We see so, 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 so much in business, people sitting on a gold mine of content that yeah. really so many mediums out there, you can just dive in and do it. And it's so cheap. We talked about the golden age of podcasting, what, 10 years ago. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and it's still here, you know, I mean, uh, they're, they're podcasting like when w- a lot of people think, you know, and I, I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Mark, that, uh, oh my gosh, now there's so many podcasts out there. Everybody's got a podcast nowadays. Right. And you know, that's kind of true. I, I mean, I agree, but, um, I think we'll look back 10 years from now and we'll think, gosh, in 2015, podcasting was in its infancy. (laughs) You know? I agree. I agree. I think it's one of those things where the more people come into it, the better, and this sounds very obvious, but the better the industry will become. And what I mean by that is it's, it's not a competitive industry per se. It's actually much more collaborative and supportive than so many other industries that I've been in. And I think that's the that's the unique nature of podcasting is that no matter what the content is, if someone next to you is doing the same thing, they're not doing it in your voice, which I think is vital. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mark, that's a great observation. I really love that. It is a very, very collaborative industry and uh, people will help you. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's like I talked about before with the Alvin Toffler example, the information, it's the highest grade form of power, giving it away doesn't cost anything, you know, it doesn't hurt you when you give it away. If, if you're talking about capital or money and you give some of your money away, you lose that money. It's gone, right? But with information, it's not that way. Uh, you know, I like to say that in the information age, one plus one doesn't equal two. And think of it, the number one and another one, one plus one does not equal two. It equals 11. <laughs> Okay, two ones together are 11, not two. And, and, and that's the power of information because by putting it together, by us having this talk today, you know, we may not even realize it, but new ideas are coming out of it. New ideas for the people listening are coming out of it. And it, it doesn't cost us anything to give those ideas away. So it's a, it's a win, win, win scenario. It is fantastic. And I think, as I said, you know, the, the people that do leverage that kind of their own power and actually understand that they do have that power. They're the people that are really, really going to excel over the next five, 10, 15 years. And I love that. And I just like to pick back up on the financial side of things, actually. So we're talking about get, getting leverage on your business through, you know, your brand, your systems, your podcasting, kind of the content that's going out there. And we did talk about gaining the leverage through a passive income or eventual passive income on your financial life. But what can people be doing if they're sort of focused so much on business what can people be doing at the grassroots level to start thinking about this kind of leverage in their financial lives? Well, you know, Will Rogers said, uh, buy land. They're not making any more of it. <laughs> I thought that was Lex Luthor. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Well, no, Lex Luthor. If that was in the Superman movie, that was, uh, he was, uh, he was taking that from Will Rogers, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember that. Uh, but interesting. So, you know, I I just love real estate. I love income property and there's a lot to know about it. Obviously, that's what I talk about on my Creating Wealth show. And uh, we're we're into, I think I'm at, how many episodes do I have? I think 469 as of today. Uh, (laughs) And so a lot of episodes there, a lot to learn about that stuff. But uh, it is far and away the best asset class. I mean, I always like to say it's the most historically proven asset class in America. I think that's pretty obvious. We all know people who have created a lot of wealth in real estate, yet uh, 
Most people don't know anybody personally who's created a lot of wealth in the stock market. I like to call Wall Street the modern version of organized crime. <laughs> and, and it's funny because I interview these Wall Street people on my show and, and I say that thinking it will insult them. And no, they agree. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. But uh, but, you know, you, you, you can just gain so much more leverage in it. And, and I, around the world, it's true, too. I, I think it's probably more true in the U.S., but around the world, certainly people have made fortunes with property that they simply buy and rent out to other people. So it is, uh, it is far and away the, the best asset class going. And I mean, I have, you know, 500 plus hours of content on that. So if you have questions, I'm happy to answer specific ones. But uh, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to go too deep into that one. <laughs> well, check it out, guys. There's this, I mean, there's so much content available then. I think, you know, anyone out there listening who's got an interest in that, and without a doubt, it is the, it is the way that people tend to think about investing their money and, uh, you know, creating that kind of ongoing income. So do check it out. We'll, we'll share the links at the end of the show, of course. So keep an ear out for those. And I want to really dig into now, which is something that is a very, very interesting topic, is the leverage on your life and health, because that is something that we all take for granted. And as you say, no one wants to be the richest person in the cemetery. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that longevity and the idea of actually keeping yourself healthy. Right. Yeah. Good, good question. So I started a new show, uh, the heart for the Hartman media company, uh, just two weeks ago. And, uh, it's been on new and noteworthy for two of its two consecutive weeks is called the longevity and biohacking show. And, you know, Mark, it, it took me a long time to get around to launching that darn show. And I, I accumulated, I don't know, probably two dozen interviews. And I've been interested in the topic for many years and studying it for many years. And, uh, you know, there, there's this whole uh, movement out there of people who are uh, doing what's called the quantified self movement, where nowadays with technology, with, you know, simply our smartphone in our pocket, we can now track things and we can really learn a lot about ourselves uh, with the Apple Watch that's coming out in just a couple of months uh, you know, I, I don't know if people really realize what a breakthrough that is. I mean, just think about this one simple thing for a moment. You know, in, in the past, throughout really the history of medicine, okay, uh, if, you, if you went to see a doctor, they would take your pulse and monitor your heart rate and some other vitals, your blood pressure, et cetera, and, and your temperature. And, and it was maybe you would do that once or twice a year, Okay, <laughs> but but with the Apple Watch, you can do it every minute of every day. So a whole new area opens up here of this ongoing monitoring of our vital signs. Okay, and certainly the other vital signs will be monitored soon. So how does your heart rate change throughout the day? What does that mean? Uh, how does it change when you have a uh, an intense conversation and your stress level increases? Uh, what what happens to us? Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, you know, when you when you jokingly said, "How do I sleep?" and I I I, I said, "There's an app for that." And uh, you know, I use this little sleep cycle app, and I've been doing it for about a year and a half now, and it's it's really informative. You know, you can see uh, how how long you're sleeping, how well you're sleeping. 
And, um, and you know, which day of the week do you sleep less uh, or less and more? Um, you know, what time do you go to bed at different times uh, at different days of the week? Uh, how does, uh, you know, how do certain things that you do before sleep impact your sleep? Like, what if you work out? What if you eat late? What if you drink alcohol? Uh, what if you get a massage? Uh, what if you had a stressful day? How does that impact your sleep? And this knowledge, I mean, right now, we're almost more in the stage of gathering knowledge, but I tell you, this is starting to become assimilated and it's starting to become very meaningful, Mark. And, uh, you know, we didn't even discuss all of the areas going on in, in longevity sciences. They're, uh, they're nothing short of amazing. And the concept of what they call singularity, where humans and machines are starting to merge and nanotechnology where, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have in, in the not too distant future, little nanobots that, uh, I mean, admittedly, some of this stuff is kind of scary, okay, <laughs> at the same time because of privacy concerns and so forth. But little nanobots that are floating around in our bloodstream repairing things without us even knowing it. So is there a sign of cancer in our bodies? Well, these little nanorobots will fix it before it even becomes a problem. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's incredible. It's nothing short of amazing. It's an amazing time to be alive. It's just mind blowing when you think about what what actually is going on. The acceleration of technology, you know, Moore's law, the old two year rule, that is quickly becoming moot, given the fact that the acceleration is just picking up so much more. And I think you're right. We do live in such a fantastic age, and it's it's something that I think as people that are kind of into the kind of self-improvement, the personal development, you know, and being on the cutting edge of that, it's such a fun, powerful time. And actually, you know, back to the point of leverage, if we can leverage that technology, if we can leverage the time that we live in, wow, you know, what can we achieve? There's so yeah, much potential. It is, it is truly amazing. I mean, uh, the, the people I have interviewed on the longevity show have blown my mind, Mark. I, I mean, we are, we are so close to dramatically increasing lifespan. And that really has wide ranging uh, social and economic implications too, because the first two pillars we talk about were on the, on the financial side, right? Your, you know, your, your professional life, your business and your investments. And uh, the, the problem most people listening to this, this episode are going to have is too much life at the end of the money, too much life at the end of the money. Okay, so that makes it incumbent on us that we plan and act for our future from an economic perspective. We've, we've, we must do that because uh, we may live a lot longer than we think we're going to live, <laughs> which is, <laughs> it's a good problem to have, right? <laughs> it is indeed. Yeah, you're not yeah. kidding. It's something I never thought about. Actually. I mean, yeah. that, that the idea. Um, of, of out, you know, outliving the money. That is a really, really interesting concept. But uh, Jason, we must halt there because we're just about getting to time. So just before we leave, can you just tell the listeners out there listening where they can actually connect with you online and actually get hold of some of that fantastic content that you're putting out? Yeah, absolutely. I talked a lot about uh, uh, real estate and income property investing. And uh, my website for that is just my name. It's jasonhartman.com, J-A-S-O-N-H-A-R-T-M-A-N.com. And then my media company, the Hartman Media Company is at hartmanmedia.com. 
So just hartmanmedia.com and all the podcasts, of course, are on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all the usual places, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> get him, get him everywhere online, guys. And uh, please do check it out because Jason's content is fantastic. And uh, Jason's got a wealth of experience and information there. So please, please do check it out. And a big thanks to Jason once again for joining us this episode. And a big thanks to you guys for listening. As ever, all of the show notes will be available at excellence-expected.com. And do you know what would be fantastic? If you could take just one moment out of your day and leave us a favorable review over on iTunes, that would be so much appreciated. Until next time, guys, don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Bye-bye.